Welcome to Above Limitations with Pastor Victoria, touching lives and communities with the words of deliverance and raising people above limitations. Exodus 13, verse 1 to 2 and 12 to 15. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever opened the womb among the children of Israel. Let me say that again. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, in it is mine. And the same that this scripture applies to your tithe. Whatever the profit that you make, whatever your first fruit that opened the womb of the year, that opened the womb of your business, it is the Lord's. Consecrate it to the Lord. It's as simple as that. So that is what the scripture is saying. So if you read chapter uh, verse 12 to 15, thank you. It's a bit small on the screen. That you shall set apart to the Lord. That, that is the first thing. The firstborn, you shall set apart to the Lord that opened the womb. That is. Every firstborn that comes from an animal, which you are, the male shall be the Lord. That is where it comes about. The first son, even though they are not the firstborn. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. And all the first son Firstborn of man among your sons, you shall redeem. So it shall be when your son asks you in the time to come, saying, What is this that you shall say to him by strength of hand of the Lord brought us out of Egypt and out of the house of bondage? And it shall come to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go that the Lord killed. All the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. And every blessing, that is what that scripture says. Every blessing that they, they, they ever made in their life. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord. All males that open the womb. But all the firstborn of my sons, I redeem. May the Lord bless his only word of God. Father, speak to us today. Bring out the knowledge that we needed to know out of this world. Once you have spoken twice, we have heard. Open our spiritual here. We bind every demon that rebels against the word of God. Holy Spirit, take preeminent. In Jesus' name, we pray. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We always set one day apart, and mostly is the first. We always use the first, the Sunday that, that fall into Sunday. The first day, I mean, the, the first day that fall into Sunday. So we always use of the month. We use it for, to pray for all the firstborn and the first sons. Sorry, I know it's, it's a bit hot. We pray that God will redeem our, our AC for us in Jesus' name. 
if you look at this scripture, the Bible said that give unto the Lord all the firstborn and the first son. In every home, there is a first child. In every home that have children, or that in a, even let me say in every home or every family, every household, let me say that, there is a firstborn. In, who are the people that we can treat as firstborn? Every first male child in the family. Every first female child of the family. Every first child that opened the womb. And every firstborn, again, child in an idolatry family. If your household are idol worshiper and you are the firstborn person to become a Christian. So I want you to know that you are the firstborn. And one thing I'm trying to bring out to you is that it is, it is possible. And I don't want to scare you that firstborn, most especially the firstborn, the firstborn again child in an idolatry family tends to go through attacks so much. So it's, it's, a, it's a revelation of the world. But what gives you victory is the blood of the Lamb. And the word of your testimony. Every firstborn of the family. Are you giving me your attention here? I, I can't preach today. This is not preaching. This is just teaching you something I've already taught. Before. Just, just um, giving you. Just to remind you about what we've done before. Um, so um, what, I, what did I want to say? There's some family that comes uh, where they worship idol. And you choose to say I don't want to bear that sonny. Like what? My Sunday. I don't want to be part of that. Now, it's an open door for the enemy to wage war, but it's an open door for heaven to back you up. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. It's, it's that you are confessing your faith unto Jehovah God, that I renounce the God of my forefather. Now, when you renounce, what you have done is that you are saying no to their gods. And they, they, are, they are tends to say, what a child are you? The whole family is bearing the God of thunder or God of iron. And you say no to the name. Where did you come from? What, who are you? And then they begin to wage war. But can I quickly say before I forget, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is no weapon that forms against you that shall prosper. You are the firstborn in your family and you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Every first child is meant to be redeemed. Is meant to be given to the Lord. Not just the firstborn, but everyone that have been redeemed by Jesus Christ. That you gave your life to Jesus Christ. You be Christ has been the firstborn for us. Even if, listen to me, if you are the only child of your family, you are the firstborn and the, you are the alpha and omega of your household anyway. Maybe you are the only one they give back to, whether you are woman or man. You are the alpha and omega, the first and the last. But in the category like I'm talking about now, I am the firstborn in my family as the firstborn. But my brother still fall into that category because he's the first son. So, praise the Lord. So, I don't know if you understand that, let's say amen. Yes. The firstborn grows up with a special destiny 
The firstborns of the family, or I'm just going to use the firstborn or first son or whatever now, so that I can go on this. They are, they have a role to play. The Bible called them a tribalizer. They are the one that's supposed to be a natural leader. They open the door. They open the womb. They are the reason why they, they see the first son of the family as the firstborn is that the women are going to change to their firstborn's name. But this is the one that carried the family's name. This boy that we give back to is the one. So when they're talking to, if they have three girls before that boy, and they now have the boy. When, they, when the daddy and mommy are going out, they will say, look after the household. Then they will say, blessing, look after your sisters. She's is the fourth born. So they gave the, the son the responsibility of his sisters. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. They represent the future hope of the family. And the name of the family. So they are regarded as the, as the one, as the prince of the family. The first heir of the family. And one thing that you have to understand, the reason why you have to be a partaker, the reason why you have to understand that your children, your first son, you can't play card with them. You can't joke with these children. You cannot just leave them. Is that they are the one that the family is looking up to. That they are the one that will lift up the name. They are the future. They are the one that's supposed to be blessed more than anybody in the family. They are the one that's supposed to carry the name of the family. They are supposed to be the, the breadwinner in the family. All everyone's supposed to be looking up to the firstborn in the family. But I want you to understand something. That there's so much attacks over firstborns of the family. So, we have to understand some fact about this. I don't know if I put it there. Um, there are famous firstborns that I noted down. I mentioned it last year. Um, some of them include Bill Kilton. They are, they are born leaders, like natural leaders. Hillary Kilton, Oprah Winfrey, Bill Cosby, Winston Churchill. There's so many of them as well. More than half of U.S. presidents were firstborn. 21 out of 23 first astronauts were, were firstborn children. And if you see people that are thriving and doing well, two thirds of them are actually firstborns. Firstborn are naturally born to open the door that have been closed for the family. They are, they are the beginning of dignity. They are the beginning of power and mind. They are the strength of the family. So, firstborn, you, if you look at them, they are the one that, I remember one day that I said that, or so, that I'm not going to mention it. I said, my, let my daughter come and spend some time with me. The mom said, ah, no, she's going to look after her brothers. Now, they see you as the backbone. They teach firstborn like, you must know everything from when you are a baby. You know how to even, back home when we are young, firstborn, little boy that is just nine years old, know how to, to, to start the car, run the car, fix the tire, do everything. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. What train, English fashion. 
You know everything. I'm telling you, they open your eyes. They tell you. If the same thing applies to false bonder, if your father puts something somewhere, they will call you and tell you that this is where this thing is. If your father is going out to do something like ritual or whatever, you are the one they take, take with them. So it is important for us to know. So the book of Genesis chapter 49, verse 37 and 49. Pastor Blessing, help me. Genesis 49, verse 3 to 4. It talks about Reuben. How you are my firstborn. You are my might. You are the might of your family. You are the strength of your household. Read it for me, son, please. Reuben, you are my firstborn. You are my firstborn. My might. You are not just ordinary person. Firstborn, listen to me. I want you to know that it's not just ordinary that they just go like this as firstborn, as first son. They are the might of their household. Freedom, son. The beginning of my strength. The beginning of my strength. The son. excellence of dignity. The excellency of dignity. And the excellency of power. And excellence. Did you, did you see that? That is in the Bible. That is in the scripture. That is the word of God for you. Who are the firstborn under the sound of my father? The first son. The firstborn. This is the quality that God has given unto you. This is how the Bible has qualified you. You are not ordinary person. You are not ordinary people. And not somebody under the sound of my father. Your first son is not an ordinary child. He is the might of the family. He is the beginning of strength. The excellency of dignity. And the excellence of power and I speak to your life today as we anoint all the firstborn in this house, as we give you this holy communion today as that your strength shall be returned back to you, Amen. your might shall be returned back to you Amen. your ability shall be returned back to you Amen. your dignity shall be returned back to you and power everything that it takes power it shall be returned back to you Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, I need your attention. I need your amen. I'm appealing to you. I am not joking about this matter. Hear me. Don't let me switch this way. I want to, I'm, I'm, I don't mean the story of the church, but I'm trying to bring that to you. Many firstborn are suffering. They look up to their junior ones to feed them. First sons. Hello? Hello, sister me. Uh, send that money, oh. Send it now. It's your brother talking to you. You must obey. The, the one that the Bible say, the might of the family. The one the Bible say, you are the strength, financial strength, spiritual strength. The one that supposed Cassandra Ikebo. I'm feeling something. Already I'm telling you, there is no firstborn. That we leave this house, that we leave this place, the way you come into this house in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anything that the enemy has stolen from your life, it shall be restored back to you. Amen. It shall be restored back to us. It shall be restored back to us. We will not beg for bread in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hear me. Even if you are the first son, maybe you are number four. What God has given unto you is that your, your senior sisters should be able to be saying, my brother just sent me a car. My brother just paid the bill. You are the strength of your household. First son, give me your attention. 
They are privileged of the firstborns. There are many privileged for this, the first, for the firstborn of the family. That is why many firstborn are under pressure. Your family, your father is pulling you. Your mom is pulling you. Everybody is looking at you. They are pressurizing you to go to school. They don't want your, si- your sisters to overpower you or to be at the end of the day that you are struggling. That is why you are under pressure. Listen to this. It's on the screen. The firstborn, this is um, PowerPoint of last year. I'm sure they, if I've shown it to Toby, they will have make it better for me. And me, me too. When I've studied masters now, I could have made it better than that. Amen. The four sons receive a greater inheritance. The four sons receive greater inheritance. They have the first seed after their father. Genesis 43 3. Let us look at it. They have the first seed. Masebo Shakalabasende. There is no way, unless, hear me, unless, am I recording? Unless if anything disaster happened to Williams, that is when, he'll look at the other one. Harry is going to go down, go to be the king. It's only if something happened. But according to the line, he, he, the first son, the firstborn, is the one that have to take the seat of their father. Son, read it. 33. Yes. And they sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the man looked in astonishment at one another. Praise the Lord. The, according to their birthright, there is, there is a birthright. They cannot share your father's inheritance. But there are some firstborn now. They have no say. The thirdborn of the family controls. The fifth one have the power. And they can't do nothing about it. A kind of directive authority as well is given to the brother, to the, to, to the firstborn over his young brothers. Genesis 37 21, note it down because I don't want to keep going through it because of time. Uh, Genesis 37, 21 to 22, or verse 30 as well. Pastor Blessing can read one for me. Over it. The first brother, the first son of the family has got power over the younger brothers. Now, if my mother dies, she's already, if we have to do anything, they have to, if I'm going to say something, I'm going to say, kidding on, uh, this is how we're going to go, whatever. They will take my opinion, but they take my brother's opinion than my opinion. It's the first one. It's the first one. Read for me, anyone you find. Yeah, verse 20, verse 21. But Reuben heard it and, and he delivered him out of their hand and said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said, shed no blood but cast him into the pit which is in the wilderness and do not lay a hand on him. Other brothers said, Joseph, let's kill him. Let's kill him. But because he has say, he's the senior brother. He said, no, you are not killing this one. All of them accept whatever I say. So, I pray today, every firstborn that have lost their authority, every first son that have lost their authority, Shobami Shadisi, in the mighty name of Jesus, let it be restored back to you. 
Let it be restored back to you. Let it be restored back to you. Let it be restored back to death. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Also, the firstborn have a special blessing that was reserved for death. No matter what they're supposed to do, even when their father died or mother or anybody, the firstborn has got a special blessing. Also, the Bible says it, Deuteronomy 21, 17. Help me to read this song. They have to receive a double portion, double blessing. If they're giving meat, they must give them bigger meat. That is the Bible. Son. But he shall acknowledge the son of his unloved wife uh-huh. as the firstborn by uh-huh. giving him a double portion. A double portion. Of all that he has. Whatever the father has, the first son, take the double one. And I pray from today, every firstborn under the stand of my father and the first son, may you get double honor in the name of Jesus. Double portion of blessing. Parents, say amen on behalf of your children. Marada back is Double blessing shall be your portion. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Shout a big amen to it. Amen. So, the Bible said that they have this privilege of succeeding their father as the head of the family. They are the head of the family. You are. I don't know if you can hear me. So, you have to understand that. That is what I was saying before. That when daddy and mommy want to travel anywhere, when we go want to go to village or Lagos, so they have children at home. They give them the responsibility. They now call the son. You are the fourth son. Oh, I'm using blessing. Like they're, they're the firstborn, but they give the responsibility. They call you because they believe that the girls cannot keep the key. That this is the key of the kitchen. The cupboard where food feed your sisters. Look after them. This, this, and that. They give them the responsibility. Please, all the firstborn in the, under the sand of my foot. Please, grow up. Be mature. Know that you carry great responsibility. There's some of them watching you. They're looking at you. Your sister is looking at you. Your brothers, they're looking at you. The young boy wants behind you. Even your senior one, they look up to you. Because you have a responsibility. I don't just want to pray for you today. But I want to bring out this scripture to you. To let you know that you carry big responsibility. You have a greater share in the paternal affection. How many of us that know that firstborn, summer. I'm going to explain that in a little bit. Firstborn, they they have the affection of their father and their mother. Somehow, somehow, and I'm going to explain. The first son, or let me say the firstborn, tend to get the most dirty slap. Now, you don't understand what I'm trying to say, or don't let me say, but it's out of affection. Out of, you should know better. I want you to become great. I want you to be successful. I want you to make it. You cannot fail. You are my dignity. You are my pride. African, where I come from, the woman will say, your father house, all of them, they didn't like me. You want to put me to shame? You want to disgrace me? And back home, then, the the husband, the father, her, ten wives, and 20 concubines. 
So, every mother is knocking the head of their firstborn so that they can be successful, so that they are not put to shame. No one wants to be put to shame over their own children. So they have the affection. You are closer to them, but they can rebuke you. I don't know if you get it. I'm trying to stand in God for all of us as parents. All of us as parents. The firstborn received the title and authority and the status of the father. The firstborn usually have a special place in the heart of the father. And this privilege, listen, I said this before, the privilege, the opportunity that the firstborn have, they are so substantial that the younger brothers will sometimes mother the older one in order to inherit the privilege themselves. And there's something they call sibling rivalries. It might not be glaring to so I'm not saying it happened in your family. I'm not, I'm not saying, but I'm just trying to tell. I'm just trying to tell you that sometimes, because it is possible to call, let's say, Smith and Yemi. Smith is the firstborn, Yemi is the second one. But you will call Smith 200 and 500 times. Before you call Yemi. Smith. Smithy. Smith, do that. Smith, do this. And everything you want to do is Smith. It can, it can bring rivalry. Indirectly. We don't want to show it as parents. But sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, I'm not saying all the parents. But sometimes, it's easy for us to that the affection that we have, even though we are hiding it, like if they ask you, which child do you like most? All of us will say, oh, no, don't ask me that I love all my children. No. Of course we do. But which one do you go like this to? Which one, if there are four meat on the plate and they take two and you will not even, your spirit does not fight quickly and say, uh-uh, this one for Smith. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to bring up. That is always that thing. And sometimes we think it's eating, but they're not eating. It can be seen. It can be seen. So those things tend to bring rivalry. Those things tend to bring situations that can cause problems. I'm a counselor and I've counseled siblings. That's CC Gideon. They are 20 kilograms, they are 30, they fight like anything. They can't stand each other. There is something they call the spirit of Cain. It is household envy. It is household jealousy. It is household anger. And it is household mother. It mothers. A lot of first sons in the Bible never excel. They never excel their younger siblings. They never rise up. They never make it. And the answer is in the Bible as well. And that is why we call forth for such a prayer that you'll be able to pray. I don't know if I'm teaching somebody something here today. For every equation in mathematics, there is an answer. And if you can get the answer, does not mean that somebody hasn't got the answer. Solution is in the word of God. 
The Bible said the anointing breaks the yoke. So the yoke of anger, the yoke of bitterness and mother has to be broken. There is something that, that causes problem in the life of the firstborns that I want to bring out quickly so we can use it for prayer. Genesis 48, 19. That his father refused and said, I know my son. I know. He has become a people and he, sh he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he and his descendants shall become multitude of nations. Did you hear that? I don't want to lay emphasis on that. How can you say this is the cause from a father over the firstborn. I know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It will become a people. Yes, it will be great. But if there is a but in it, there is a problem in it. If there is a but in it, it's a but. Don't worry. Nevertheless, his younger brother shall be greater than him. <laughs> and his offspring shall become a multitude of nations. His brother. Adam, the firstborn of God, was driven out of God's presence. Was driven out of God's care, profession and superficial. So also most firstborn males, they never become great. There's so many males that, that are walking on the street Firstborns that the enemy attacked their destiny. Let me tell you, firstborns are usually smart because the anointing of greatness. It, I, I think I'm making some people feel big in this house today. Are you really pompousing yourself? They are usually, I'm telling you, because they have knowledge. They are smart. They are smart. They have all the blessings. But some of them are driven out of the place of glory. Like Adam the firstborn, he, he became a murderer. Cain. Cain. He was, he, he was left, he left the presence of God and he also wandered eastward. Noah caused Canaan the firstborn of Ham. Noah pronounced curse upon him and he said he will be servant of servant. Read it for me quickly. Um, Genesis, oh no, Genesis 49, verse 4. Genesis 49, verse 4. They mm. call him unstable as water. Unstable as water you shall not excel mm. because you went up to your father's bed. Then you defied it. You went up to my couch. Unstable as water, you shall not excel. Please, all the firstborn and first son, hear me. It's easy, it's easy for firstborns and first son to be rude to their parents, to dishonor their parents. When I was growing, if you, if you look at me and my mom, they always, even some my schoolmates will call my mom for that before they know that, oh, she's a mom. Like, 
you know, they, they normally give birth early that time. That. So we grow up. It's like the way Tommy is older, is taller than me now. So if Tommy took the height like uh, Toby, took the height like Tommy, I mean, we would have been like that. And we stand together. And so the same thing. So because you grow, then the, we become sisters. We become like mates. Then it's easy for you. Your mom say this and that. Say, mom! Hear me. Be careful. I want you to sink. Be careful. Many firstborn were cursed in the Bible by their father. I brought a two for you. One thing is that they want their children, their firstborn, to prosper. So if you go with what? If you go this way, they say, I will curse you. If you dishonor, disrespect, and disregard, Be careful. How can a father say to his child, it's okay, eh, it's okay, but don't worry. It will be great. Oh, is it greatness we're talking about? But, your brothers will be better than you. Another one say, don't worry. <laughs> there is no way, let me tell you, when they say somebody is unstable as water, that means that you, can't, you cannot be established. That means you cannot. That means that child is said unstable as water. The next one is that you can never excel. Hey, Joe. You know, let me stand to advocate on behalf of fathers and moms. I told you before. When I'm when I'm looking at Toby like this, Toby Timba. And when it comes to Tommy, I if they say, leave my baby, leave my child. And they'll be asking me that, who is your child? We're not all your child. Now, the pressure on the last one is not as much as the first one. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Parents tend to a channel. Have you done your homework? Have you read? Have you prepared your coursework? Have you done that? Did I not ask you to go? Is your teacher is here. What are you doing? Are you, on, are you playing game? Are you doing this and that? Hear me. Many parents in the house, they are, they, are, they are single fathers and they are single mothers. Your parent does not want to be put to shame over you. And I preach someone like this, I cry. And I get to another level. And because it brings emotion into my brain. I keep asking, do you think my mother would be alive here today? She would not be proud of me. Do you think if you make it, at the end of the day, would your parent not be the one that stand? Whether be I'm going to have Gele and Ashoke in the guest graduation, I don't know. And nobody can chase me out of the place. Let me tell you, I know some people will say it doesn't matter. If it costs me back to sender, it will take a lot of prayer, a lot of deliverance, a lot of anointing, and only communion and blood of Jesus before that cause is removed. 
So you don't even need all that. You better receive a blessing than a curse. Do you think a single father raising a child by themselves, do you think that the enemy people around them does not want them to fail and say, yeah, it's because their mother are not in their life. And so also, vice versa, do you not think that they're going to say, the, the, the woman spoiled the children. If their father is there, they would have been great. And I can tell you there's some children that father and mother raised and they're on the street. They amount to nothing. They didn't achieve anything in life. And there's some people that their father raised them alone. They make it, they become great. And there's some people, their mother raised them alone. I am not advocating mother, my single mother or whatever and, and single father. Circumstances can make people like that. But I'm telling you, make your parent proud of you. Let them be proud of you. Do them a great honor. Don't Ridicule those spirits. Including, I'm not talking to young adults alone. I'm not talking to children. I'm talking to adults that are disrespectful to their parents. All of us. And now you are grown up, you have your own husband, or you have your own wife. Your mom is talking, you say, Mom, shush, bad no song. There's some parents like that. So don't, do, don't think I'm preaching to the young adults. Adults, adults. Adults, adults that we are disrespectful to our parents as well. They're still parents. You are still the child. Because if I call firstborn now, you will come out. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh my God, praise the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ. Firstborn need and require special favor from their parents and from God. And the only way out of that curses that is upon, hear me, let me just say this. There's so many people because of the curse upon the firstborn in the Bible. And that is why many firstborn are struggling. Many firstborn. Most male firstborn tends to resemble all that have been pronounced on the firstborn males in the Bible. Many of them are unworthy, they're worthless lifestyle, they're unstable, they're drinking, drugging, roaming about, they can't keep a job. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is something I'm supposed to do as a series. Just for three, four days, or seven days, put all the firstborn in fasting and prayer to remove this curse out of your life. And it is, a, it is a pity that some people will even receive their honor, they, they won't even come to church. Many firstborn, they get a job, they lose it. They get a job, they lose it. They get a, they have, their brothers, their sisters are getting married. They can't get married. They can't have children. They have their, their, their sister's children calling them uncle, uncle, uncle. Although they are uncle anyway. Praise the name of the Lord. The first sons, they inherit whether blessing or curse. They inherit blessing or curse. So every firstborn, tie your belt. Pray more than another person. That is why you see sometimes it's easy for some other people around you to make it. What they quickly do and make it, you might struggle about it. Not because you don't know how to do it. 
Not because of anything, but there is a string attached to it. Inherited cause of father or mother. Only your evil altar. War or peace. Problem or solution. Riches or poverty. They are made it uh, the firstborn inherit whatever the double portion the father. Though there are some people, their father are drunkard. You don't train them to become a drunkard. They themselves. There's some young boys, their father are womanizers, carry different women. The only different, and their father married so many people. The only different, they have not married them. They just polish it, but they, can't, they have concubine, many girlfriends. I've seen. Boys that, four girls, four women has already had four children for them. And you, can't, you call it a life. There is only one way out of that situation. It's when you give your life to Jesus. The only thing that you have to do, and you want to know, is that God is a merciful father. He's long-suffering. He has mercy. He forgive iniquities and transgression. Numbers chapter 14, verse 18. Numbers 14, 18. Numbers 14, 18. The Lord is long-suffering. Is long-suffering. And abundant in mercy. Abundant in mercy. Forgiving iniquity. He forgive the iniquities. And transgression. And transgressions. But he by no means clears the guilty. He clears the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers. Of the father. On the children. Hmm. To the third and fourth I want you to generation. listen to this. And wait son. I keep telling men, women, everybody. Please give me your attention. Whatever we are doing. I want you to understand that. You are not the only one that will take the punishment. Nobody can tell you now, but you are, not, you are not the only one. Did you read that? He feasted the iniquities of the father upon the children into the third and fourth generation. If you abuse other people's children, get ready, your children won't. But one thing that can deliver those children is he. I discussed, I was discussing with daddy today. Is if they themselves know how to stand in the dark. And many children, they are no face to the, the situation. It's only, for example, if my father did something that the punishment is supposed to come upon me, and I say, ah, it is written in the word of God. That it is the soul that sinned that died. No, I'm not taking the punishment of my father. My father may slept with so many women. It doesn't concern me. I gave my life to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So I put the blood of Jesus between me and that curse. Then I came out of it. That is it. But if you don't know how to do that, the punishment can come upon those children. They must know the word of God. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Hear me. It does not just happen automatically that the curse is not on you. You must be able to know, have the knowledge of the word of God. I want to quickly say this before we round up. Many firstborn, many firstborn, 
many firstborn have so much that happened to them. But I didn't, I say many, I didn't say all. Many firstborn never excel. But those that excel, they seriously excel. That is what I brought out to you. Firstborn that excel, I'm telling you, they are extremely great. That the whole world will be pulling them. They become a channel of blessing. And those ones that receive this anointing in this house today, you shall become the channel of blessing. You shall, including myself, but this anointing is for me. We shall excel. We shall excel. We shall excel. We shall become the best setter. We shall be one that is leading our mate in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say a big amen to that. We shall receive the blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you remember any firstborn of their father in the Bible that excel? Take it, take it home as a, as, as a, yes, as a Bible study. Now, the firstborn in the Bible that excel apart from Jesus Christ, who is actually God Almighty himself. Let me give you some example quickly. Um, biblical example of firstborn story. The first son of Abraham was Ishmael. And Isaac excelled Ishmael. Did you hear anything about excellency upon Ishmael? But we know that the first child that he had was Ishmael. But Ishmael never excelled. Andrew was the first son. Not Peter. But how many times did you hear about Andrew? We have Bible scholar, Pastor Blessing. But how many times have you heard about Peter in the Bible? Peter did that. Peter did that. Peter did that. So also James. We heard about James. James was the firstborn. But not John. But how many times did you hear about John in the Bible? The exile. John and Peter exiled their elder brothers as disciples. Moses was not the firstborn. The first son of the family was Aaron. But when God called, who did he call? Abraham received a covenant from God to become the father of all nations. But let me tell you, Abraham's first son, Ishmael, did not receive the blessing. It was Isaac. But we were transferring the blessing today. The reason why this happened, parents, let's go close with this. Never joke with your first son and firstborn. They belong unto God. I, I normally see Pastor Blessing come to church and come with bless, blessing. Blessed we come, do the microphone, do this and that. Bringing your children to serve the Lord is what it means to say firstborn belongs unto God. The Bible say, the one we read before, go and read it. It's the firstborn, they are mine. If you don't dedicate them to me, if you didn't let them work for me, if you didn't let them serve me, there is a problem. So I always tell people, if you don't want to go to church, go to church because your son, your children belongs to God. Take them to the house of God. 
Exodus 13, 12, said that set apart to the law all that open the womb. And say, your son cannot be in the choir. My son, can, my child firstborn cannot serve the law. Let them serve from the beginning. They belong to God. Dedication of children, let me tell you, is beyond when you come here, you give us jollof rice and chicken. And that is what people think dedication is. That you come after you give him back to your children and you say, and we raise it up. We give this child to God the Father, Son. Is that what, Abraham, is that what Anna did? Anna left that boy in the presence of God. Say, God, use him. Let him work for you. So when, they, when Sunday school teacher, Yvonne, and Yinka said that we need the children to come on Saturday to practice. Don't say, me, I don't have time for that, oh. What practice are they, what are they teaching you? What is it? And then you say you cannot go, but you go to party. Guess who? For factory road, they said you should bring your children for two hours. Most important thing is dedicate those children. Let them serve the law. And firstborn in the house that have grown up, don't wait for your parents to bring you to church. Start to serve the law. Thank you for listening to Above Limitations. I know you've been blessed with this message. Join Pastor Victoria at Freedom House 9 Factory Road, North Woolwich, London E16 2EL, Sundays 10 a.m. GMT. For more information, visit www.pastorvictoria.org. Email admin at pastorvictoria.org.